Hey friends, Insta Disney Dad here, and welcome to episode number eight. Brand new year, 2020. Happy new year, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me in 2019. Ever being such a great support and everything that we're trying to do here with the Insta Disney Dad podcast. So thank you once again. Also, big thank you to the guests that were on the show last year. And then also all the ones that were going to be on the show coming up here in 2020. Back in December, we didn't have the opportunity to actually record any episodes with our guests because, well, with the holidays and everything else going on, people were just too busy. So we're hoping that in 2020, we can definitely uh, fill those spots up again. Wanted to thank everyone also for following me on Instagram. And make sure if you are not following me on Instagram, you just take a quick second. You go on there and you follow and you like it. I put a lot of great effort into the photos and the videos that I put onto my Instagram page. So please do me a favor. Find me on Instagram at InstaDisneyDad. And just follow me. Um, if you want to say hello, if you want to be a guest on the show or something, just shoot me a message on uh, Instagram. Follow me there because that's what uh, that's pretty much what I use to connect with all of the uh, people that listen to the show. Today, I want to talk about three topics right now. And because it's, I know it's in the past already now, but Mickey's Very Merry Christmas, I had the ability to actually finally attend it. And what I mean by that is uh, last year on our way to Hawaii, my wife and I, we stopped in Anaheim. And we got to experience some of the holidays at Disneyland. And we have actually never experienced Christmas at Disney World. So we had the opportunity to do that. And I want to talk to you about it. I want to tell you about my experience compared to other events. For example, like the Mickey Not So Scary Halloween. We'll talk about that. We'll also uh, talk about Epcot. There's so many things happening at Epcot right now that if you have a Disney trip coming up, I don't know if you actually are going to want to spend an entire day at Epcot. So we'll talk about that. And then finally, we're going to talk about the uh, the gear that I use as well. You know, a lot of people ask me, what, what kind of camera do I use? What video cameras do I use? Do I use an iPhone? Whatever it is, we're going to talk all about the gear that I use when I go to Disney World. So let's kick it off right now. You are listening to the Insta Disney Dad Podcast. From Disney tips and tricks, must-dos, product reviews, special guests, and more, this is your weekly destination for everything Disney. This is... The Insta Disney Dad Podcast. All right, so let's kick it off here with topic number one, which is Mickey's Very Merry Christmas. Now, I know that when uh, Troy was on the show, we talked about his passion and love to go to uh, Disney World during the holidays. And also we were talking about how I really actually love and enjoy the uh, Halloween aspect of things that they do with the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween. And... To say that both of these events are similar would be extremely inappropriate because they are not similar by any means. What I mean by that is usually when we go to the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween, my wife, my daughter, and I, and usually my mom, my sister, whoever else decides to come, lo- come along, we go around and we will literally get handfuls of candy when we are, uh, are trick or treating around a Magic Kingdom. To the point of where we bring a carry-on suitcase that we just fill up with candy and then we hand it out to the kids in the neighborhood for Halloween. I know, we're cheap, but you know what? That's expensive candy, so we're going to hand it out, right? But it's a little bit different here. So, first of all, when you get to Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom, 
you will definitely feel like you are stepping into, I would say almost a little bit of a different version of Magic Kingdom because of all of the holiday decorations. And I can't remember how tall the tree is. I think it's something like 60 feet tall. Is this giant Christmas tree as soon as you walk into Main Street, USA, right in the middle, blocking the view of the castle if you're going to go up and you're going to take a picture from the rail station up there. But this tree is ginormous and it is decorated from top to bottom. And it's a great area to get a picture. So if you want to, if you want a spot for that perfect holiday picture for maybe next year for that holiday card, this is literally the ideal spot to do that. So if you're going to go during the holidays, I'm just giving you a tip right now. This is a picture perfect spot to take a photo, but it doesn't just stop there. So then you walk down main street and you just notice the decorations just everywhere. I mean, there's a wreath, I want to say every 10 feet, just hanging in the middle of uh, Main Street USA. And if you wanted to take a look at it, I uh, I posted just a handful of photos from, from the holidays here when we went to uh, Magic Kingdom. And I think we've got over like 1,300 likes on just this photo group alone. So make sure you go on there and check it out at InstaDisneyDad. Now, it doesn't just stop there, though, at the Magic Kingdom. I mean... You'll notice on the castle, from a distance, you can't see it. But at night, when that castle is lit up, it it's unbelievable. I, I, I don't even know how many hundreds of thousands, of thousands of light bulbs are on that castle just hanging there. You can't see it from a distance, but as you get closer up, I mean, as, you get, as you're you know, walking up one of the side ramps to go through, uh, to go through the castle and to get into Fantasyland... I mean, you can definitely see that there's lights hanging there, but they do such a good job of making you blend in that if you were just showing up and all of a sudden you saw the castle light up, you're going to you're gonna be blown away. So really blown away by that. Also, throughout the entire park, they have holiday decorations. So for example, the Jungle Cruise is now the Jingle Cruise. Um, you want to go and check out uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. I mean, they, they kind of decorated it. Uh, with holiday decor. Same, for example, um, they didn't do it here for uh, Haunted Mansion, but over in uh, Disneyland, they actually decorated up. They do the night before Christmas, and uh, they do some fun stuff over in Disneyland for uh, It's a Small World as well. But anyways, if we're going to compare the party zone, that's where I was really blown away because it was so different. I was expecting it to be extremely similar to the other parties that I've been to for Mickey's Not So Scary or for Villains or whatever else it might be. But this was completely different. And what I mean by that is you didn't just walk around just getting gobs of candy. It really brought out the holiday season. I, and I would, I'm going to be 100% transparent with this because I, I was not feeling the holidays. I, it, it snuck up on me. I work a day job um, in, a, in digital experience for, for a large corporation. Fast years, so much going on. And the holidays just snuck up. And... I was not feeling it. And it literally took me going to Disney World and to going into this Mickey's Very Merry Christmas party to actually get into the holiday spirit. So for those people that are maybe having an issue trying to get into this uh, holiday spirit, if you go there and you do not start loving the holiday season after this party, then you and I need to have a conversation. Anyways, all joking aside... We need to uh, we need to talk about just like how amazing the event is. So, like I said, Halloween party, you go through and they give you just gobs of candy. But this is different. You walk around and you're going to these different stations, and you're getting apple cider, 
One station has apple cider and uh, um, snowmen in uh, in uh, pretzel form snowmen. Uh, you go to another area and you got these different cookies and oh my goodness, the cookies are fantastic. Um, I'm not a huge gingerbread person because I'm not a huge cinnamon fan, but these were delicious. So, and what we noticed too is that they weren't they weren't just trying to unload tons of cookies all over the place. They were literally giving us maybe one or two cookies and offering, you know, a beverage. I mean, you can always ask for more. You can say, can I, you know, get a couple more. I'm getting one where I'm just starving, whatever it might be. You can do that. But they were being very cautious of how many they were giving out right away. And they're all individually wrapped so you can keep them for later, which is what we did. But what ended up happening is throughout the night, before the parades, after the parade, and by the way, the parade is definitely... Top notch. I would say one of the best parades that I have seen, but we'll get to that in a minute. By the end of the party, though, they were not just giving you one or two cookies. They were stacking them in five, eight, ten, how many ever basically you could hold. They were giving you uh, at the end of the party. So if you wanted to be like me, what I did is I found this as a great opportunity to have a lot of cookies for uh, Christmas Eve because we always host a Christmas Eve party at our house. Trust me, we brought it back so many cookies and everyone pretty much ate all of them. So that just goes to show how delicious they were. So to talk about the parade, though, the parade was one of the uh, highlights for me uh, that, I mean, you don't get to normally see because you you, ha- you can only see this parade if you are at a special ticketed event or I, I know that they do broadcast this on uh, on ABC uh, for the Disney uh, holiday event that they do broadcast um, during December. But it's it's so much different if you're there and you're seeing it at night. And what I mean by that is, so if you are, if you are going to be an observer of the parade, don't do what I did. First of all, I went to my, one of my normal spots, which is either, you know, at the end over right by the uh, barbershop or um, I, I, I kind of perch up on the uh, top side of the train station and I take photos from up there because I get really good views of the parade and I can get really good shots of the people as they're coming along and around the corner. Don't do that. Push your way and be nice about it, but push your way up Main Street on the sidewalk. Everyone's always extremely respectful, I would say 99% of the time. And if you get there early, you're holding a spot, people will let you keep your spot. So just plan accordingly get a spot because what ends up happening is this parade starts coming down and the next thing you see is a bunch of snope and I mean for those of you that don't know I'm from the Midwest and we get snow so snow is no snow's no surprise to us to be honest snope is a little disappointing to people that actually know what snow is but to actually see snow and see just how well it's done covering Main Street USA is actually very magical because I mean you're you're basically wearing a t-shirt and jeans because it is a little chilly. I mean, it's like 60, 65 degrees there at that time. But you are definitely thrown right into that holiday spirit just because of that snow. I also have uh, recorded parts of the parade. I haven't had a chance to actually put that video out yet. Um, so I'll probably do that here. I'm leaving for Hawaii in just a couple days. And I'm going to have about two weeks of downtime where I'm going through and editing more photos, more video. And I'm going to be putting a lot more stuff up. So make sure you do follow me at InstaDisneyDad on Instagram because there's going to be a lot of new content coming and you're not going to want to miss it. 
The other thing to talk about, though, is the Minis Christmas Time Fireworks Show. This is by far the best, and I mean the absolute best, projection fireworks show I have ever seen at Walt Disney World. So I can't even describe it. Just do me a favor. Um, if you go on my Instagram page as well, I'm going to post the link there today. And you can go on there and you can actually see the YouTube link of that show. I'm not even going to spoil it. I'm just going to have you watch it. Now, remember, it's about 12 minutes long. But watch every second of it because it is just magical. So that's going to wrap it up here for my thoughts, feelings on Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. So please make sure that if you want to go to that, you definitely do go to that. After personally experiencing it myself, I I will probably go every year now. So just warning you, just warning my wife, we're going to be talking about this a lot as we start to approach the holiday season again. So at this time, you know what? Let's just keep the show going. We're already at about 13 minutes. Let's move on to topic number two. We're just going to talk about Epcot for a little bit. Now, many people are aware of all of the changes that are happening at Epcot. And this year, my wife and I had been to Disney roughly about nine times. And the last trip that we took was in September. And over September, we had gone and we didn't realize that they were actually going to be starting a lot of the construction um, with inside of Epcot. I mean, they had started some of the entrance construction. But a lot of Epcot right now is either... Um, under construction or shops are closed. They just opened a brand new Starbucks, which thank goodness because the day that we went there, I did not sleep the night before because we were all late for a, for a special event, tic- ticketed event. And I needed my coffee and I did not get it. And let's just put it this way. If I don't get my morning caffeine, I am not a happy camper. So glad to hear that they got their Starbucks back. But there is so much going on and there's so much to come. That Epcot to me right now is not one of those parks that I would actually spend more than half a day at. Unless you really want to go around to the World Showcase and you want to take as much time as you possibly can. That's pretty much one of the only reasons why people are actually going there now is because of still the World Showcase. Uh, A lot of the times it's locals because um, locals can just buy a pass for that park alone. uh, Especially during like food and wine or a flower and garden. They'll they'll definitely... uh, have a lot of locals that are there just on a daily basis, walking around, grabbing dinner. Um, and, what, and that's what we noticed, especially for the holidays. There was a lot of locals during the evenings. During the days, it was pretty dead and empty. Uh, but during the nights, it was pretty busy. So just my thoughts on Epcot right now. If you're going to go, I would consider Epcot a half-day park. What I mean by that is you can either start there or you can end there. Um, World Showcase doesn't usually open up until about 10, 11 o'clock. So by the time you would get there in the morning, you could do maybe a couple things. But I always like to spend the afternoon there. So I'll go, I'll start off my day at uh, Hollywood Studios, hop on the Skyliner, I'll take a bus over. Now, there's actually even been days of where my wife and I will just uh, order a lift and go from one park to the other because it's some days much faster if it's busy. And I know I'm probably going to make some enemies right now just because... A lot of people love Epcot, but with the changes, all the construction that's going on, make sure that it's a priority to go to Epcot after everything is done because they are completely transforming that park, which has been neglected, in my opinion, for many years. And I love Epcot. I love that park. Living with the land, uh, my wife made me go on that ride at first, and I thought, wow, this is going to be stupid. And that is actually 
next to Frozen, probably my second favorite ride that is at Epcot. So that is still up and running. Uh, so Soren, so's Test Track, so's Frozen, uh, Nemo, etc. But right now, my opinion is you do not need to waste your day. Go to the park, go back to the hotel, go for a swim, go to the bar if there's one of the at the hotel, grab a margarita, whatever you want. Use it as a relaxed day or just kind of a half lazy day. Make it that way or hop to another park if you want to, if you have hop, park hopper tickets. Speaking of which, if you do need help planning a trip, call my friends at Bell Destinations or go to belldestinations.com. All their planning is free uh, as long as you book your trip through them. Or if you already have an existing trip and you just want someone to help you plan it because you decide to book it on your own, all you have to do is transfer the trip to them. Um, they get paid through Disney. Uh, same prices that you would get on the Disney website or through everyone else. It's just that uh, concierge service that they help you with to make sure that your trip goes the way that you exactly would like it to go. So let's transition to topic number three today. Which is, and I know a lot of people are excited for it because they send me messages. What kind of gear do I use when I go to Disney? Now, this is a loaded question because I have gone through so many different, uh, so many different technology purchases for our travels that at one point in time, I think one thing is better than the next and then I find something better and better and better. And then I start hating the old stuff that I used to have. I didn't like the footage and then I would record all of it. But I've been very happy with any of the footage that I've received on my iPhone. First of all, anything that's an iPhone 8 or newer, since it takes 4K video, I've been very happy with that. But I do have the assistance of a gimbal. For those of you that don't know what a gimbal is, a gimbal is a device that stabilizes the camera. So um, we've all seen on like Facebook live videos or, you know, someone said, oh, check out this awesome video I took while we were at Disney. And you see, and it's just a bunch of shaky footage because it's impossible to keep your hands still. What these gimbals do is they, they have three different motors and they uh, control the X and the Y axis. And then you can also control their panning, pan and tilt as well from the device. And it's just a very smooth, fluid motion, which makes your video look clear, which makes your video look smooth. And it's a lot more pleasurable to watch. So that is what I used to use. And I used to use Zion or there's a, there's a couple different DJI ones as well. Um, basically, for a gimbal now, you're going to spend anywhere roughly between 100 to $300, depending on the features and the functionality that you want. Uh, DJI just came out with their Osmo 3, which... Not gonna lie, I'm really tempted to go buy one just because I would like it. Uh, it's nice, it's compact, it folds, and it's only 139 bucks. So you really cannot go wrong with that. So as I moved on, I used to have an old, uh, an old Nikon camera that was given to me by my father-in-law, and I tried taking that a couple times, and I just failed miserably with those photos. And it, it was a starter kind of camera. So what I ended up doing is I ended up upgrading, and I went mirrorless, and I. Spent the extra money and bought a Canon RP and I got a 24 to 105 lens. Now, this is a great investment. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, it wasn't cheap, but it also wasn't um, it wasn't as expensive as buying, you know, like a Mark Mark 1 or a Mark 2 camera where you're going to spend $5,000 on a body. Uh, you'd also get by with like a Canon 6D or um, like a Nikon uh, Z6 or Z7. Those are both mirrorless cameras as well. And they shoot great video too. But what I personally use is a Canon RP because I do video shooting separately. Uh, so Canon RP 
uh, with a 24 to 105 lens, or I also have a 35 millimeter lens. If I do shoot video with my Canon RP, I do use the 35 millimeter lens uh, for video only. And then the other device that I purchased, um, other couple of devices that I've done for video is a GoPro. I have the uh, Hero 7 Black, which has a built-in stabilization, which it does a nice job. And don't get me wrong, I think it's a great camera. However, it just doesn't deliver the same quality that, for example, my iPhone did. And then I was doing some more research and I found that uh, DJI had this little device called the DJI Osmo Pocket. This is the most amazing little 4K camera that I have ever had. It has a built-in gimbal. It shoots 4K. I can do up to a 512 uh, memory card in it. And there's a lot of different accessories for attaching uh, lights, uh, microphones, controllers, etc. But the best part about it is how easy it is to uh, travel with and how compact it is. And there's so many accessories that you can add to it to make it more versatile to whatever your needs are. Uh, like connecting a microphone, a light, uh, a controller, Wi-Fi connection, etc. It's got the ability to do whatever you want to make it flexible for whatever situation that you have. Another great thing about it too is the price. For $399, it's nearly impossible to get a camera that shoots 4K video as good as this does. And over the holidays, and I would actually say just even a couple days ago, I saw it on the DJI website for only 309. So if you're looking for a great camera, the Osmo Pocket is the way to go. There's a great big Well, that's gonna bring us to the end of episode number eight. I can't believe it, it's already here. We already hit the 20 minute mark. I wanted to say thank you once again, everyone, for uh, that joined me in 2019. And for all of you that are going to be loyal and be a part of uh, the show for 2020, like I said, if there's, uh, if there's a topic you want me to talk about, if you want to be a part of the show, make sure you hit me up on Instagram. Follow me at InstaDisneyDad. Shoot me a message. I'd love to hear from everyone. Also, if you're traveling to Disney and you're posting photos, tag me. Please feel free to tag me. I want to see your photos. I love seeing people on vacation, having fun, because we all need a break from reality. And that's the best place to do it. Also, if you are looking for someone to help you plan that great vacation, call my friends at Bell Destinations, belldestinations.com. They'll take care of you. All their services are free as long as you book uh, your trip through them or you transfer your existing reservation to them. They'll take care of you. They'll help you with all the planning. So make sure you check them out. That's bell, B-E-L-L, destinations.com. Once again, everyone, thank you for joining me. Have a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. We'll see you in episode number nine.